Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelos. Pleasure to be with you this week. It's hard to believe we're already in August. And based upon the weather I've been seeing this week, it feels like September weather. You know, you're just, you know, kind of looking at that. I'm used to having 90 degrees or better. And it's, you know, I feel like I live in San Diego. But that, that being the case, you know, the fact that we're in August, August for us is what will be your legacy month. And the first week of August, we always try to make it a point of let's simplify our life and what can we do to do that. So, you know, we always say that, you know, at the end of the day, we want to be a good steward of everything in our life, time, talent, treasure. Uh, we want to, you know, recognize God's will in our life. And in doing that, I wanted to bring in one of my partners. He's been with me 20-some-odd years over at CNA Financial Group, uh, Sam Soprano. So, Sam, welcome to good, the show. Good morning, Frank. Thanks for having me. So, Sam, you know, you and I are similar in age, although I will say for our listeners, Sam is definitely older than me by a few years. So I don't get to say that when I have Dave as our guest, but with Sam here, he's got me by a few. Yes, but, but I'm better looking. <laughs> well, I always say I have the face for radio. So that being the case, you know, one of the things that we talk about often is really simplifying our life. And, you know, when we talk about the show, we call the show Discovering Responsible Wealth. Discovering Responsible Wealth really comes out of the book that I've written called Discovering Responsible Wealth, 15 Principles That Can Change Your Life. And I write about what I refer to as the wealth building blocks of life, which is faith, family, health, purpose, and money. And the idea of that is, is that if you can really get your life grounded around the things that are most important, it makes it very easy to make decisions, to build relationships, and to really build that legacy, which we'll talk about. But the catch is, is that our lives tend to get very busy. And yes. so, you know, Sam, I know that you've been involved with a lot of different organizations. Sam even does another uh, radio show. I, I do a weekly radio show. Uh, it's an hour long. Uh, which basically takes a half a day to do, <laughs> even for that one hour. Um, I'm on numerous boards. Um, I have no longer coaching, which is you know took up a lot of time. So yeah, I've been uh, you know very uh, a lot busy. of things going on. Very busy, a lot of things going on, and I am trying to scale things back. So because it's the first week of August, let's start out really talking about that. Because Sam, you and I are friends. I've coached you over the last several years on different things as it relates to you know stay healthy, do what you can, and right. all those other things. And, you know, Sam and I both have kids similar type ages. Yeah. And yeah. so for those of our listeners that are younger that listen, you know, it seems like life is busy and it's never going to change. Okay. It's like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait till you know, this gets a little calmer. And then for those who are a little bit older, you sit there and all of a sudden you're getting your time back. Yes. And so, you know, what we you know, want to chat about in the beginning of the show is really the idea of, what are some of the things that we could do a little bit to simplify our lives? Um, yeah, and I've been trying to do that. And I think, you know, now that the children are older, moving out of the house, not coming back. <laughs> unless, unless you get the yo-yo effect going on, in which case well, they go, they come they, back, they, they, they go, could, they come that back. That could happen. But, yeah. uh, that happens a lot with people. Yeah, but uh, simple things. I'm um, cutting back on, and just focusing on work and then taking time to play taking time to, you know, go to the beach with my wife, uh, go out to dinner, um, just, you know, cutting back on board meetings and, and things, just trying to make things a little simpler uh, and yet be more productive. You know, it's interesting, Sam, is, is, you know, a lot of times people will overcommit and underdeliver, And the reason why is is because they'll make a commitment or they'll say yes out of obligation 
Right. But the commitment isn't there. Yes. And so they live with this guilt, you know. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, is, and we'll talk a little bit more about this book in a second, but Stephen Covey years ago wrote the book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. One of my favorite books. And he talks about, you know, this backpack that we throw on our back, you know. And what happens is, is every time we put a commitment in there that we haven't fulfilled or an obligation that we haven't taken care of, it's, it's one of those of it's like throwing a rock in the backpack. Yes. And if we do that enough, you know, it's very hard to walk and it's hard to really carry on your life without feeling like you're carrying a lot of weight. Yeah. And I'm actually, it's, it's funny we're having this conversation because I am actually thinking of stepping down on one of the boards I'm on because I just don't have the time and I'm not, I don't feel I'm doing a good enough job. And I'd rather step down than do a, you know, so-so so job. Um, it's just not the way I want to do things uh, because it, it, it's just, again, trying to simplify things and, and what's important and what's not important. And I, I, I saw something on TV the other night, one of my favorite shows, and there was a scene there where he, he was looking for um, direction and the person said to him, no matter how much money you have, it will not bring you happiness. So stop working so much. And I thought that was very interesting because we both know that money does not bring you happiness. Um, it's your quality of life. It's the people you're spending your time with. Uh, it's your legacy. At this point in our lives, it's more of a legacy thought process than accumulating toys. Um, so I, it just kind of hit me. I'm like, whoa, it's time to make life a little more simpler. Unfortunately, you have you had the opportunity to recognize that before sometimes it's too late. Because exactly. some people never realize that. And what they do is, you know, it, I always say it is like, you know, when you're – you have that faith-filled life, um, and God's at the center of your life. What tends to happen is, is you always feel more fulfilled, and you don't need to fill that empty stuff with or space with stuff. Right. But when you don't have that, you're always looking for, I'm feeling like I should be doing something more. I'm feeling like I need to own more stuff, or this is going to make me happy. Until you get that, and you find out, it's like, well, it doesn't make me any happier. Exactly. Um, it's, yeah, it, that's part of life, and I think once you realize that having all the toys on, the, you know, the biggest toys on the block doesn't mean you're a happy person. Um, and it's, you know, my, I always say this, and, you know, all my children are, are grown, and maybe four times a year they're all home. So, you know, they all spend the night at home. Right. That's probably my happiest night when I go to bed, all three kids are under the same roof. It doesn't happen very often, but that's what's important. Not that I have a new car or a new golf club or whatever. That stuff comes and goes. I, I say it's significance, not stuff. Right. And yeah, so, I agree. You know, when we look at that, you know, we say significance, not stuff. You know, one of the things that, and, and by the way, if you're younger and you're hearing this, you know, we've all been there. And when I say that is, is we, you know, it's kind of like you feel like you're on that treadmill. And every time you turn around, there's something else that gets thrown there that makes you run or think you have to run faster. Right. And we do that because we're striving and we're striving for different things. But you know, what I found is is that I say yes a little slower. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm going to commit to something, I really want to know what I'm committing to, and I tend to say no a lot faster. Yeah, and sometimes that's hard, but in the long run, you're, you're better off saying no than saying yes to something that you can't commit to. Uh, and it's just going to, it's not good for you. It's not good for the organization or the person you're, you're committed to if you're not committed 100%. Uh, and I, we, all, we all do this. We're all running a million, you know, the old thing is, you know, we want something done, give it to a busy person. 
Sometimes you just got to step back and say no. And for that busy person that, you know, thinks that, okay, you know, what, you know, I used to kid when all is said and done, I'll get it done. You know, it's one of, and it's one of those, of, <laughs> yeah. but you, you carry a lot of weight doing that. Right. And what tends to happen is, is there's something else missing, you know, there's something else yes. not getting done because you committed to a project that you're not really a hundred percent behind. It, you know, it's interesting. I have, um, one of my family members, uh, recently got sick and real hard work and real driven and so forth. And, um, she said something to me the other day and she was like, you know, I usually don't go on vacations. I'm so committed to work. You know, the fact that I'm taking time off is like, well, what would have happened if I was on vacation? What would have happened? It'll just have to work its way out. And the reality is it does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got sick a couple of years ago, and I spent 10 days in the hospital. Well, actually, it's more than a few years ago. But I remember spending 10 days in a hospital. I was home for another 10 days. Three weeks off. It was the only time in my life I ever took three weeks off. And you know what? The world didn't come to an end. <laughs> it moves on. It it's moves just on. Like, you know, somebody, here, somebody passes away. Yeah. There's an initial shock, and then all of a sudden it works its way out. Always has, always will. Yeah. It's unfortunate yeah. that it is that way. You know, we think that we're more significant than that. Right. But, but at it, the end of the day. It's kind of like I always equate it to the ocean. Okay? If you stand there long enough, the waves just keep coming whether you're there or not. You know? So – whether you're here or not, tomorrow the sun's going to come up tomorrow, and life will go on. So, a, let's enjoy while we're here, and b, just make, do things that are important, not necessarily because you think it's the right thing to do. So, I had one of the best emails that I've ever gotten in my career this week. I didn't send it, <laughs> <laughs> but this the email basically uh, was is that uh, we're providing advice to a gentleman, um, and we were actually doing it via, by phone, the internet, and so forth. He's in another part of the country, and he was brought to us by another advisor. And the gentleman happened to read the book, you know, Discovering Responsible Wealth. And one of the things he sh shot an email, and it wasn't actually sent to me, it was sent to the person who introduced him to us, mm -hmm. was as he was like, after reading the book and after really looking at this, he goes, I finally kind of get it. I need to be a little bit more disciplined in my life and get my life in balance to what really matters. Mm -hmm. Because that the tendency is, is we're doing a lot of stuff and we're like, this really has no significance. I'm doing it out of obligation that, right. and so forth, but I'm not committed to it. I'm not happy with it. And so what happens is, is that my life is not as simple as it should be. Yeah, and, and I think everyone at some point in time falls into that category. Oh, without um, question. And it, it, the sooner you realize that you don't have to say yes to everything, the simpler your life will be and probably the happier you'll be. Um, and, you know, isn't that why we're here? Exactly. So, you know, as we're talking about simplifying, you know, I, and let's just talk about those wealth building blocks because it is important. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, the first thing one is, is that, you know, we talk about, you know, living our faith. Right. And it's one of those of, you know, it's, I, I don't call it, you know, what I call Cape Christians, which are, you know, they show up for Christmas and ashes and Palm and Easter and so forth. But it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the old saying, could you tell I'm a Christian by how I'm living and how I treat people? Right. Or do I have to tell you that? Because if I had to tell you who I am and I'm not living it, it probably means that I'm off track here. Absolutely. So what I would say is, is that, you know, live your faith. The other right. thing is, is, you know, when we think in terms of family, it's family first. Right. Yes. And, and, you know, I mean, family to me is everything. 
Um, yeah, I grew up in a, in a close-knit family. My wife comes from a very close-knit family. And luckily, our children are, 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 have that mentality as well. Um, they don't come home as often as I would like, but they do show up. <laughs> you, you know, it was interesting. I remember um, just before my mom had passed, you know, we were with her in the hospital. And it was, you know, kind of like, you know, she, she had a conversation with each one of us. You know, mm -hmm. and it was almost as if, here's what I have to say to you. Right. You know, but it was that whole thing of family and family being there that you understand that that's the significance. So, you know, all these people that sometimes are with you here, with you there, um, your friends or family, you know, people that mm -hmm. are close to your family. But, you know, a lot of people that we go out of our way and we worry about um, because we have a commitment to and we think it's an obligation. But at the end of the day is when something really happens, they're not the ones that are going to be there. It's going to be the people most meaningful to us, which are our family and our friends. Right. And I, I've kind of talked to my children about that. I go, you know, no matter what happens in the world, you know, you can always come back here. Yeah, we're always going to be here, I mean, hopefully, uh, for you. So you never have to worry about what we're going to think or say. It's, you know, come home. <laughs> and one of the things, you know, years ago there used to be a show on, um, and I think it was laughing. You know, Ronan Martin's yes. laughing. And now Sam's older than me, so he remembers the show. But I remember, there, that was, much older. I remember <laughs> there was a point in the show where there was um, – when Ruth Buzzy and Artie Johnson, they would sit on a bench. They didn't say a word to each other, <laughs> yes. but they had this whole conversation going on on their head of how they were arguing with each other. Yes. And then she would stand up, slap them with her pocketbook, and walk away. Yes. <laughs> and what happens is, is that we go through these self-talks about things that never occurred. And I've seen people carry on grudges for years as if somebody really did something to upset them. And the fact is, is nothing ever happened. It was a self-talk that they had to themselves yes. that uh, didn't really take place. And they read something totally out of context. Yes. Uh, um, what's his, uh, the guy who um, does motivational speaking, um, walks on fire. I can't think of his, his name. Robbins? Yes, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. I, re I read several of his books many, many years ago. And one of the things he pointed out is people have this conversation in their head about things that they get upset about. And it's never the conversation with the person that are ha yes. you know, actually having the conversation. And they get upset about things that they have zero control over and that are even imaginary. Uh, and yet we, we pile on those rocks in that backpack over stuff that doesn't even matter. It never really happened. You know, uh, I... I've met people because, you know, part of what we do when we're providing financial advice, we are really coaching people. Yeah. And, you know, it's really that whole process of coaching them to they get the life that they They tell us things that they won't tell anyone. In and some cases, they don't even tell their spouse. Well, you know, what's funny is, is, you know, I had a couple that I met with recently, and they said, well, we really have a spending problem. And I was like, if you keep telling yourself that, <laughs> you, you will. Yes. It's the same thing when we think in terms of health and diet, that if I keep telling myself, I'm heavy, then I'll f do the things that a heavy person would be in order for that to become a self-fulfilling prophecy right. rather than saying I'm fit and I'm healthy, you know, and so forth, and I do things that a fit and a healthy person would be. So that story that we tend to tell ourselves will actually then provide the supporting documentation or actions for that to be correct. Yes, yes, absolutely. So... You know, with, with that in mind, you know, we'll, we'll touch on just a couple of the other things because on the next several shows coming up this month, we're going to talk about money and legacy with money, mm -hmm. which is you know, a lot of people go throughout their life worrying about money. 
yes, this is uh, having spent 35 years in this industry, we both know that that's 100% accurate. And they do it at the expense of everything else. Sometimes their health, sometimes a relationship, sometimes mm -hmm. even a career. And the reality is, is that your money is really not your legacy. No. The legacy as it relates to your finances is what did you do with your money and the impact, the significance. Right. Right. Yeah. And but most people don't. Most people tend to think also think think legacy is for the wealthy people. And I kind of explained to them that that's not what we're talking about. Well, um, your, your legacy when we, you know, as we wrap up today's show is what your life represented up till this point. It's not what you're going to do in the future. Right. So with ending on that note, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. Our guest today, Sam Soprano over at CNA Financial Group and also the host of in, out, Inside the Box with yeah, Sam Soprano. Outside, outside the, box. the Box with Sam Soprano. And this has been your host, Frank Congelos. If you write to us, you can reach us at the Institute of Responsible Wealth, 2431 Atlantic Avenue, Manasquan, New Jersey, or email us at info at com. Thank you and have a blessed week.